Good morning, everybody. I wanted to come in with another recording today, and um, I wanted to continue this series on respect. Um, so I wanted to kind of piggyback, not really piggyback, but kind of um, kind of bring up a new subject. So anyway, I was talking about respect and how a woman can influence a man. Um, I've talked about how when we're at work or in our just relationships with our children, our spouses, our friends, co-workers, you, no matter where you are, um, you, you expect a certain level of respect. You know what I'm saying? And so I wanted to talk a little bit about something um, that's been hard for me, and that is demanding respect from people um, and just basically walking away or just kind of like having your limitations when the person just consistently has a behavior that's just not acceptable, you know? For me, it's hard to, what? how can I say? It's hard to say something to the person it's hard to walk away when everybody else like you know everybody else that deals with that person can say well oh that's just how they are and you're just like but why is that acceptable you know it should not be acceptable so let's talk about it so initially when I talked about respect I talked about the job where I am and how they tried to do something that I felt like it just wasn't right. Like you just don't try to throw people under the bus and do little things, you know, um, that just, you know, it's just not right. It's, it's a way to do stuff. And I just felt like they just, it's more disorganization than anything. But if you don't demand a certain level of respect, regardless of how disorganized a place can be, They'll throw you under the bus because it's like, well, I just need somebody to do this, 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 and that. And that's just kind of like a norm in healthcare, especially in nursing right now, because after the 2020 pandemic, a lot of healthcare workers just kind of bailed out. They just kind of were overworked. They're tired. Um, a lot lost their lives to coronavirus. And then you have a population of people that are still suffering from the after effects of that virus. And you have a population of nursing staff, of medical staff that's just over it. They're just completely over it. They were drained. You know what I'm saying? They want to go home, you know, having to work longer hours, less staff, less resources. And people were drained. And it was just, I think it was a a deep cut to healthcare. And the wound is still there. It's not fully healed. I think it's still just something that we're just dealing with. And um, the only way that you can fully heal that wound is to really get to the root of why a lot of these hospitals fail their staff, why a lot of these facilities failed at making sure they had, you know, equipment, proper equipment, staffing. Why was this something that, you know, a lot of them struggled with? And I think it's because a lot of these facilities were basically just kind of working half-ass all along. And then when this pandemic hit, it basically just kind of caught them with their panties down, basically. You know, for lack of better words, it just basically kind of caught them with their panties down. They were not fully prepared. And, you know, everything that was wrong pretty much came to the light. And a lot of these facilities are still suffering. Okay, they're still suffering, still trying to rebuild, still trying to staff. 
And there is no, you know, quick fix for that right now. Like I said, the wound is deep and it's still open. It's, it's nowhere near healed yet. So I was talking about um, my job in healthcare as related to that and how a lot of times if you don't demand respect as a nurse and stand up for yourself, they're not going to, to really do that for you. You cannot expect your employer to really look out for you, especially in, in this atmosphere that we're in now. With You know, you can't expect them to do it. I think that we all kind of go in with an expectation that's just not really there a lot of times. And sometimes it is. Like, there are some facilities that were stellar before. They were stellar throughout, and they took care of their staff. They, they rose to the occasion. They did what they needed to do. They band together, and they got through it. But there are some facilities who were shitty before. They were shitty throughout, and they're shitty right now. And so... The bottom line is um, you can basically tell. You can tell because those are the facilities that are struggling. They are on a shoestring, staffing, you know, resources. They are struggling. And so with that being said, a lot of times you can get thrown into those situations within those organizations and they just want you there to fill a space but they're not willing to respect your time, your effort, everything that you put in, and they just have all these demands. And so I wanted to talk about that because I felt like it was important for nurses to understand that you have to demand a certain level of respect. Why? Because you're needed. You know what I'm saying? You're needed. If you can go in there and you provide a skill to this facility, then they should be willing to respect your scheduling needs, your pay needs. You understand what I'm saying? Like, they need to be able to respect what you're requesting. For me, it was, I needed more time to do computer charting. They didn't do a proper orientation. Um, they just kind of throw you out there and don't really give you an orientation because they just need bodies in place. And it's like, no, because one thing about healthcare and one thing about nursing, we chart for the jury. You have to make sure your documentation is clear and concise and is correct. And so they weren't willing to give me time to really understand their system, know how to chart, when to chart, nothing, okay? But they were willing to throw me out there because they needed somebody, you know, to fill in for a weekend, knowing good and well. And at that time, I had no access. They actually thought I was going to come in to their facility, pass meds under someone else, and document under that person the whole time without having proper access, which when the other nurse is logged in, I can't log in. So I would have been behind the entire day. Like that person would have to, because the computer times out. So every time it timed out, I'd have to go and find somebody to log me back in. And I knew that was not going to work because I needed to be able to give medications. I need to be able to chart. I need to be able to see what my patients needed, like what orders they had. I'm not going to be able to sit there and do that. And so I told him, I said, no, I had to stand up for myself because again, you cannot expect these facilities who are half-assed to stand up for you. They're not going to do it. You have to do it for yourself. So that's that. That's what I was talking about my last, I think maybe two episodes um, regarding respect and demanding it. Um, the last one I talked about respect and in, in, uh, in terms of relationships where it's, it's like a male-female relationship or male-male or female-female, how can you demand respect from your spouse or your companion? How can you demand that? Can you influence a man 
um, without respecting them? Can you influence your woman without respecting her? And just to piggyback on that one, I don't feel, and it's my opinion, that you can honestly love someone without respecting them. That's just my personal opinion. You know, I may be wrong, and that's fine, but that's just how I feel. Just from my experiences in relationships, if that person did not fully respect who I am and what I bring to the table, not just looks, not just money, not sex, um, it's who you are to the core. You know what I'm saying? Who you are to the core. Are you a caring person? Are you going to have their back? Are you influential person? Like when they're trying to figure out what they want to do with their business deal or school, are you there to be, you know, there for them? Are you able to help them with their papers? Are you always cheering them on? You know, I know who I am and what I can bring to the table. I look at at it like, you know, in this sense, like I know what I can bring to the table with that. So what do you bring to me? And if the only reason that you're around is because, oh, well, you look good and you dress nice and you have your own money, then I know you're really not here for me. You're not here for me um, because I bring more to the table than that. I bring more to the table than just sex or whatever. It's more to it than just that. And so if you're focused in on something that I consider a surface value, then I don't want to be bothered. So that discussion was more so... To see that, you know, when you fully respect a person and you appreciate who they are to the core, when you fully appreciate, you know, the things about them that you're not always able to see with the naked eye, it's just what they do and how they do it. When you appreciate that and you respect them for how they, you know, take care of this and take care of that, and you're not always, you know, you know, jumping up in their face and you have a certain level of respect for them and how you communicate with them and how you talk with them because we all deal with life issues different. When you take all that in consideration and they take that in consideration, I feel like the relationship has a better chance of growing and and, and sustaining over time. So that was my discussion on that. Today in regards to respect, we are talking about how how difficult it may be to demand respect from someone when when other people don't really see them how you see them because we all have different experiences with people let's be honest like i may not like a certain singer but you may like i think recently trick daddy had made a comment about beyonce saying she couldn't sing now i love beyonce i'm a beyonce stan um but i can tell you that jill scott can hit some octaves that Beyonce cannot. I can tell you that Jasmine Sullivan can blow her out. Um, There's so many different artists that are so talented. I, I cannot say that she's the most talented, but I can say she's the better overall. Like Beyonce has the superstar look, the superstar moves. Like she is just more than just singing. Like she is who she is because she brings everything to the table. Okay. She brings it all to the table. You go to her show and you're going to get a masterpiece. Okay. In dance and choreography, everything, the visuals, everything out, the costumes, everything. She just is the master of everything. So no, do I feel like even with me loving her, you know, as much as I do, do I feel like she has the most, like, beautiful voice? No, I feel like she has a beautiful voice. I feel like she's a good singer. But do I feel like she's better than, you know, a Jasmine Sullivan? 
Is she better than her? Is she better than Jill Scott? You know, is she better than Lettucey? No, I, I don't feel, I feel that they stand alone and they can do their own. They can blow a lot of people out. But I can honestly say that Beyonce is more of a true, like full-fledged artist. Like she is the Michael Jackson of this time. Like, and a lot of people may not agree with this, but you can't deny the fact that the woman has it all. You know, she has the look, the moves, everything. So with saying that, there's going to be somebody that disagrees that says no she doesn't i've seen other people and they've done da 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 and i don't agree with that and i don't feel that way so what i'm saying is how do you demand respect when it's somebody else like say for instance you've had a a a um co-worker that's constantly kind of funky towards you but they're cool with everybody else and so you know that this person is consistent with just being funky with you. But everybody else feels like, oh, it's just you. Like, you're the only person that complains and you're the only person that says that. So it's like, it's just you. But you know for yourself, seriously, you know for yourself that her little attitude is real funky. So you say, okay, well, I'm going to leave it alone. she got a little funky too. And, you know, I'm going to do what I got to do, but I'll just steer clear. Well, what happens when it gets out of control? Where you've had just about enough of her. And you finally go to your supervisor and you say, you know what? Janice is always making these snide remarks and saying stuff like this. And I've let it go. I kind of just stay away from her, try to stay clear of her. But it kind of interferes with our work because anytime I have to go into a meeting, she's always joking about something and just kind of belittling me. And it's it's a constant. It's not like a one-day one thing. It's an everyday thing with her. You know, as much as I try to steer clear, she's constantly doing it. So the supervisor says, well, I can understand where you're coming from. I noticed that she said some things. Um, but you know, we try to keep a good, clear atmosphere here. I don't want the two of you having an issue with each other. So I'm gonna try to bring the two of you in to, you know, to speak on this. And so you feel good going into the meeting because you want to be able to work in a peaceful atmosphere as well. But Janice is constantly, you know, making little comments, saying little things and you're like, okay, I don't know if it's an issue, but I'm going to get a mediator. The mediator was a supervisor. After the two of you talk to the supervisor, the supervisor basically kind of reprimands Janice and tells her, like, look, I've witnessed you doing this. I saw that you did do this to her um, or him, and I, I just want to give you some time to think about it because in this office, we're in a peaceful atmosphere. We're going to keep a peaceful atmosphere, and I'm not going to tolerate that type of behavior. So immediately, Janice feels like she's being reprimanded, okay? And that she's being pushed, you know, closer to the door, okay? Because when you get that reprimand and that criticism, that um, professional, like, critique of whatever you're doing, a lot of people feel that that means you're pushing me out the door. And a lot of times it's not. It's just me saying, stop it, <laughs> okay? Stop what I said you're doing. Stop it. So, Janice now is pissed off, 
She's pissed off. She's going back to co-workers saying, oh, Lori went over there and told John that I was picking at her. And did y'all ever see me pick at her? Did y'all ever see? And did you think that I was saying this? Because people like that always try to get a amen corner. They need, you know, a, a barrage of people to follow them and say that I didn't see that. I didn't hear that. And she's just lying because it's got to be that you're lying, that you're not really, you know, it's, it's you, you're just you, it's her. She's just trying to make a, um, she's just trying to be difficult because Lori doesn't do that. And Lori never does this, 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 and that. And so now you feel like, oh crap, here we go. Because you feel yourself like, well, I didn't say anything to her. <laughs> you know to mess over her but I really was just saying it because um she does come out of her mouth wrong and so you say okay well I'm gonna leave it alone and you say okay I'm gonna just continue trying to go about your way but you notice that everybody else that you person like that you are cool with they all of a sudden start acting kind of weird like now you're the you're the office snitch and people don't want to really talk to you as much. They leave you out of conversations. When you used to be able to go to lunch with them, they leave you out. And now you feel uncomfortable working in this environment because it's like, well, all I did was speak up for myself. And now look at what look look what's happened. And so that's what I really want to. I had to give a scenario, and I'm sorry it took so long. But I had to give a scenario of what I meant when I said, how do you demand respect from people when everybody else doesn't see what you see they didn't have the same experience that you had and so now it's it's your fault you're just overreacting you think that way um and i'm gonna be honest with you people that don't like you have never liked you will not like you this janice person nine times out of ten never liked the lori of the office she never liked her it's something about that lori of the office that has always pissed her off she's never liked her and if lori would have went to her as an adult and said hey janice i just wanted to pull you aside and talk to you about something Janice would have made it an issue. She would have said, she came to me and she said this, this, and that. She would have made it seem as though this person was coming at her, was trying to, you know what I'm saying, get in her face. You have to know who you're dealing with. You know how a lot of times in entertainment, they'll say you have to know your audience. When you know who you're dealing with and you know that that person has a um, kind of a, um, how can I say, offensive type you know you know demeanor you you don't go to them in confidence like that's not the person that you seriously can sit down and have an adult conversation with and you don't want to do it in private you don't want to do it that way because what you say will be misconstrued if that person does not like you and they just have a negative feel about you regardless of what you said or done I'm telling you I've had some people not like me. Like, I remember there was this one girl, and this was like when we were young, but I remember this chick saying she didn't like me because I ate like I was proper. And she used to just sit and watch me in the cafeteria. And she would literally sit there and say, why is she eating like she's proper? And she basically kind of kept it going from there. 
I mean, there are people that just don't like you. Could be because you dress cute every day. Like, I've had people not like me just because I dress up. Like, I like say, for instance, we're all going somewhere and I got a cute dress and some heels on. And everybody else decided on jeans and t-shirts. Well, I'm not typically a jeans and t-shirt girl. But I mean, I'm not going to have on diamonds and all this and that just because we're going out to brunch. But I might have a cute little sundress on and some little slides. You know what I'm saying? I might be cute and fresh because I know we're going out to eat. But I'm going to be, you know, I may not put on heels and everything. But at the same time, I want to be cute. Well, that particular person could get, you know, in their little feel because why is she all dressed up? Now, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something that a lot of people know, but some of you may not know. A lot of times when people take an offense to who you are to the core and you've never really done anything to them, like you have not put hands on this person. You have not said anything outside of, hey, how you doing? How's everything going? Outside of that, and they don't like you, it's an insecurity on their part. It's an insecurity. It's something about you that has brought that insecurity to the, to the surface. And because they have that insecurity, they are going to constantly, you know what I'm saying, in a sense, hound you. Because, you know, it's it's like you're a thorn in their side. You know, it's, it's they don't want to deal with why they feel the way they feel, but they're going to constantly hound you. And I know it doesn't make any sense, but that's honestly what it is because there have been some times when I knew I didn't say nothing to the person. I really barely had conversation with them, but they just didn't like me. Like I walked into the room and it's just like, some people just try so hard. And all I did was dress up that day. All I did was get up out my bed and decide, oh, I got that dress I ain't worried yet. Let me put that on and some cute little heels. And that pissed that person off to the hill. Don't know who the hell I am. I walk into the room. I have confidence. You know what I'm saying? I have my head held high. And I say, hey, how's everybody doing? And immediately, they cut their eyes at you. They're looking at you crazy. I had that recently happen when I went to somebody's house party for their birthday. This chick was standing there. And I don't know her from a can of paint. I walked in there put my stuff down and I said hey how's everybody doing we're just sitting there laughing and I could see her out the corner of my eye cutting her eyes at me that type of energy tells you honestly that that person has a level of insecurity and they're not dealing with it because you should not walk into a room and somebody just dislike you just because seriously You've not done anything to them. You've not said anything. Oh, you look different. Oh, you dress different. That's a reason to hate somebody? I mean, seriously. I mean, we really want to get deep into racism. That's honestly what that is. And so, in this scenario with the co-workers, Janice, nine times out of ten, when she initially saw Lori walk into that office, She initially has some type of insecurity about who this woman is. Laura could be a very beautiful woman. She could be fit. She could be dressed well. Or she could be heavyset and she just carries herself well. You know, because I've been that girl that's heavyset, carry myself well, and kind of come in with a certain level of confidence. And you have a woman that feels like you shouldn't be confident because you're too big. 
You're too big to be confident. What what you're you're faking it. And so in their head, in their head, you're supposed to be one way. But again, that's an insecurity. Nine times out of ten, no matter how pretty Janice is, no matter how fit she is, no matter how good this woman lives, she has a deep level of insecurity that she has not dealt with. And the moment that she sees Lori, it comes to the surface. So how is Lori supposed to deal with this? Because now Janice has made everybody else in the office feel like, Lori is the problem. She's a snitch. She went to ju- she went to who did I say the manager was? Todd. I'm gonna say Todd. She went to Todd and and talked about me and she told certain certain, certain stuff about me and she said this this and that and I just feel like, you know, she just tried to throw me under the bus. And so, how do you deal with it? How do you deal with it? So, this is what I want to say. There is no one way that you can win over a Janice. (laughs) There is no way that you can win over a Janice. Why? Because as I've said before, Janice did not like her from day one. She does not like her presently and she will never like her. You can try to bake her your best peach cobbler, your best apple cobbler. You can give her all your best recipes. You can talk to her about how beautiful she is. I love your new car. I saw that you got a new house. You live so well. You look so pretty. And she's always going to cut her eyes. And she's always going to look at you and belittle you. She's not going to respect you. That type of person gets off on trying to dig a hole for you. So there's nothing that you can do. The best thing that you can do for a Janice is to not deal with her. To not give two Fs whether she exists or not. But to continue moving on with positive man in a positive uh, manner. And, and, and to keep continually walking in your light. When I say shine bright, there's a light that is within you. And if you continue to walk and to um, talk and to interact then you will see that you will be the change that you seek. So you go into that office, you go into that setting, whether it's co-workers, family members, a spouse, whatever the case may be, you go into that setting and you continuously speak. You continuously have a smile on your face. You continuously um, are appropriate in your interactions with everybody. And guess what? After a while, a lot of the people in that office are going to notice that it's Janice. Let me tell you how they're going to notice. Because you're not pumping it up and going overboard. You're just being yourself. If you walked in there and you were nice, you walked in and you were speaking before and you say, hey, how y'all doing? And if they go going to lunch and they go by themselves and they don't ask you, you don't get upset. You don't get upset. Seriously, you don't get upset. If they never ask you to go to lunch, let me tell you how you do. When they come back, you say, how was y'all lunch? And they look, oh, it was good. Yeah, girl, I just got me a salad and just sat down and did some work. All right, I'll talk to y'all later. Every time that you interact with them, you have a positive interaction, you will see a positive return. Because you're not giving the bull that they're trying to give. And honestly, a lot of times, some people come into those situations as collateral damage. Janice is now poisoned these people's, you know, she's poisoned their view of who you are based on what she, you know, that's what her whole plan was. And so now when they notice that you're not upset, 
that you're not going off saying that they don't ask you for stuff. You're not upset. You're not crying and whining the Todd all the time saying that, well, they, they left me out. They this and that. You don't get upset about it. You just say, okay, what I'm going to do is go ahead and interact with who will interact. That's how I've been. Um, even on my job that I have now, I've been sitting right at the desk and two of the nurses were sitting in there talking and they closed the door several times and closed me out and sat in there and talked. And as soon as I had to walk in there, they stopped talking. If I had to walk in there to get something, they stopped talking. So I knew exactly who they were talking about <laughs> nine times out of 10, you know, and it could be something personal that they didn't want to share, but it was the fact that they've done it more than once. Um, when it came to lunch and stuff, never asked me if I wanted anything, you know, but that's not, you don't focus in on that. You do what you're supposed to do and you keep going. You know what I'm saying? You say, oh, how was your lunch? How was everything? And you keep talking. You know, when you get into meetings, you come in with a smile um, and you pray. I, I honestly can say a lot of times you have to pray, keep a song of praise in your head. Um, I forgot what song was in my head, but it was like I was thinking of one thing in this song. This shirt song just kind of came, like popped in my head, and I sing it on my way in. It was a hell of a day. I had three admissions back to back to back, and I still got in to do my assessments, got my charting done, and I was able to still get through. And I was tired when I left there, um, and I, I did what I had to do. But it was the fact that I did not let that affect me. You know what I'm saying? And I kept doing what I had to do. I didn't complain about it. I said, yo, I'm going to just go ahead and do what I got to do and just keep moving. So I did. And um, I didn't complain about it. I didn't complain about it because, you know, like I said, I, I, I work at a facility where there is dysfunction. There's it's clear dysfunction. And sometimes certain people don't want to do what they need to do. And it just kind of throws everybody else off. And I hate that. I truly hate it. Because it makes it hard for everybody else to get, you know, what they need and, and do what they need to do. But just as in this situation with Lori and Janice, Janice is a type of, 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 of dark light or a type of darkness that's going to exist in different parts of your life. And there is nothing you can do about it because there are some people who choose to walk around like that. Um, I don't know if any of you have watched the movie Stole. It's on Disney Plus. My kids and I have watched it 50 million times. And I really like it because it parallels to a lot of things that happen in our lives. So there's these big monsters at one point that's like walking around. They lash out at you when they see you and... They just kind of walk around, just really just kind of like humdrum. And, but they'll lash out at anybody. If they see you, they'll chase you and lash out at you and try to harm you. And so it reminds me of the Janice type spirit. Someone who has a deep-rooted issue, whether it could be some home issues that she has. You can be sitting on the outside looking in and you see that Janice just got a brand new car, a brand new Lexus. She lives in this beautiful house. She, um, you know, from the outside looking in has a beautiful marriage and you're going through a divorce or you're single. And even though you're not at the pit, you wish yourself that you had a good spouse, a good companion, and that financially you were um, in a place where, you know, you had some more increase to get that nice luxury car that you've been wanting or, 
the house that you've been wanting or it could be that Janice has a good husband from what you can see on the outside that buys her stuff and does stuff and you yourself are hoping and wishing that that could happen to you um Janice is not going to tell you that her husband beats her cheats on her that he disrespects her she's not going to say that she's going to keep it to herself but she's going to lash out in certain ways and so when you come in and you're a pretty girl you're nice you're confident you're sweet it's it's just you represent something that irks her to the core and it could be that her confidence is just not there she's not where she honestly needs to be as far as her confidence and her love of self and so when she sees you and you're interacting and you got much less than what she has she just feels like you shouldn't be that confident you shouldn't be that happy and it could be that it's just her mission just kind of tear you down because she just feels like you shouldn't be this happy you shouldn't be this confident you don't have what i have and you're still happy and it's it's because janice has associated her life or her um success based on surface values and i think i talked about this a couple of episodes ago that you have to have deeper roots if you only go by what's on the surface then you're going to be disappointed in life seriously if you have no deeper roots and so it could be that janice with all that she has is still not satisfied and still feels that there's just not enough whereas you with much less are at a place of contentment you're at a place of joy and a place of peace because you've come to terms with who you are and where you are in your life and you're steadily growing and working and you're you're embracing the journey however that's not going to be something that everybody around you does and so you have to be aware of that and that's why i said there are some lost souls who exist within this world who will they they will make your day hard they will make your your life hard if you allow them to but I would say in that situation with the Janice and the Lorries of the world that you have to learn how to deal with them. You know, you cannot sit and try to make yourself a mortar for people that are not going to respect you ever. That type of personality, they will never respect you. I, I will tell you 10, day, 10 times over, not 10 days, but 10 times over that they won't. Like I said, you can make them your best peach cobbler, your best pies. You can you can give them all your gold, all your diamonds. You can give them money and compliments and just bow at their feet and they will still not like you. I've had to learn at this point in my life that there is one who accepts me for who I am, my flaws and all, and still says I'm worth loving, still says I'm worth it. And if I can remind myself that there is one who no matter what, he sees something in me that even sometimes I don't see within myself, I don't need to continuously run behind the the Janices of the world trying to prove myself to them. I am who I am. I am who God says I am. I don't need to run behind those people to prove myself. There's nothing that I can do at this point you throw up your hands and you leave it alone but you don't have to you know get fire with fire meaning if janice is nasty to you you don't have to be nasty to her you go on with your life you preserve your peace so 
I just wanted to talk about that because I feel like a lot of times in life we get in spaces where we get uncomfortable. We get in spaces where we just don't know how to interact with somebody, especially if it's a Janice and they, they just, you know, it's a constant. You know, she don't like you. She don't, you know, um, respect anything about you. She just, I don't understand why she does that. You know, your personality's different and you're trying, but you don't have to. You don't have to. Um, you let them deal with whatever that deep root, that deep rooted issue is. And, and you let them get to the bottom of that. That's not your place to do that. That's not your place. I have learned, like I've said multiple times, the serenity prayer is true. I deal with what I need to deal with. I do what I can do. And I better myself in the ways that I can. But everything else I leave to God. I leave everything to God. I'm not going to sit here and try to make myself a martyr for anybody. When I know that there is a God who can fix all that. I'm going to leave them to God. What you can do, and I know this sounds crazy, what you can do is... And, and, and I'm, I'm just saying, a lot of times we feel like complimenting that person, buying them stuff, being around them makes things better. The best thing that you can do for that person, because you know they're on a personal journey and they may just not be there yet. Pray for them. Pray for them. A lot of times I've fallen short in this too, and I've not prayed, but I, I feel like that's the foundation. That's what God would want to pray for those people. Why? Because you want things to be better. And the, the one way that you can make things better is to pray that God will come in. God will definitely come in and work a work in that situation. And um, you may not be, you may not ever be Janice's best friend, but Janice may lighten up a little bit, you know, and Janice may just decide to quit and go work somewhere else. And you ain't got to deal with it. But I'm going to be honest with you, it's going to always be another Janice. It's always going to be somebody that just does not like you, doesn't really agree with you. It's always going to be that opposing view. And you have to learn that, okay, even though Janice ain't here, Charlotte is here. You know what I'm saying? And Charlotte just act just like Janice. And so, and even though Todd, you know, was here and he was kind of a mediator, now we got James. And James just goes along with what Charlotte says. And so, you just have to learn how to deal in different situations. And that's something that God is really teaching me. And it's something that um, I'm learning the hard way. Um, but I understand why. Because where I'm going, I have to be prepared. Because you're not going to always be like. People are not always going to like you. And um, they're not always going to be happy for you. And they're not always going to clap for you. Um, the struggles that you go through, you know, you'll be surprised how many people are happy to see you struggle as opposed to see you win. And so it's sad, but it's true. But you don't need to sit there and dwell in that. You don't need to dwell in that. You have a God that sees who you are to the core. And if he sees fit to bless you, then it doesn't matter what anybody thinks of you. So I hope that this is something that all of you can learn from. And I pray that you can grow from it. And I pray you have a great day. I pray that you have a great weekend. And enjoy your holiday weekend. And remember, let's all shine bright.